everyone. Welcome to the new season of For the Love of Books podcast featuring Indian small press authors with host author Emma Polova. We are celebrating 100 episodes this week and of course, happy Easter. I would like to thank our sponsors, Doc Chavant and the Lowell Ledger, our hometown newspaper in Lowell, Michigan. Today, I will be chatting with author Lori Hudson, who will announce the details of her book giveaway of Ghost on Beale Street at the end of the interview. Lori Hudson lives and writes in a small town in Michigan. She is often at her most creative when she is taking her retired racehorse out for an amble through the woods. Using her pen name, Judith Wade, she has also created a series of middle grades YA Adventure Chapter Books. Hello, Lori. How are you today? I am very well. I'm glad it has stopped raining. <laughs> yes, we finally see the sun. The sun we finally exists. see the sun. We like that. <laughs> okay, tell us the story behind your pen name. Why do you use Judith Wade? Or who are you? <laughs> well, I I really am Lori Hudson. Um, I chose. I started writing under a pen name because I knew at some point I was going to be writing books for a more adult audience, and I didn't want my adventure books have mermaids and dragons and mystical oh. things in them. And I didn't want a young person to buy one of my mysteries and say, okay, hold on, there's no dragon in this. And so I decided to write under two different names. So my mysteries, they are traditional, um, just traditional mystery stories. I'm writing under Lori Hudson. My young people's chapter books, I write under Judith Wade. Okay, that's simple enough and that makes yeah. sense. Well, yes. And I almost, I'd say 80% of the time I answered to the right name. <laughs> if someone calls me. Not okay. Usually. That's pretty impressive. What yeah. inspired your series, your Real Street Mystery Series? Well, let's see. What inspired me to start writing them? I am not 100% sure, but I will tell you what inspired the, at least the town that they are set in, is that my... um my grandfather was the mayor of a small town in central Illinois. And I, and later my uncle was the mayor of the same little town. And I used to love to go down there and visit them. Um, and just, I loved the small town atmosphere. Um, and I ended up writing my books with that town in mind. And I, I'll confess that none of the adventures that happened and my mysteries actually happened to my knowledge they may have but to my knowledge I don't think they did in this little town but um, I've actually even taken a map of the town and used some of the street names not Beale Street but some other ones um, okay that's, so that's what inspires it so when did you start this series I started them about um, I think my first book was published about five years ago I usually release mm -hmm. about one a year one a um, year the first one was called The House on Beale Street, and there are five in the series so far, and my work in progress at the moment is Storm on Beale Street. Nice. All right. Tell us all about your ghost on Beale Street, your okay. newest one. Yes. My newest one was released last fall, and it is... Um, it's about a little boy in the town goes missing, and everybody is looking for him, trying to figure out what might have happened to him and at the same time there's a lovely old victorian home 
that is near our heroine, where our heroine lives. Her name is Marianne. And um, she keeps noticing odd things going on in the house. And she she doesn't exactly believe in ghosts, but she's not sure what's going on. So that's what the story is about. Okay. Tell us all about the protagonists. One of them is Marianne, right? Then you have Ashley. And then we have the missing boy, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Tell us all about them. Okay. <laughs> Marianne is a 50 something woman who is a widow. Um, and she moves to this small town to get a sort of a new start and kind of rethink things um in the law and is very much, very much mourning the loss of her husband, um, who's been dead for quite a long time, but she still hasn't quite figured out how to deal with that. So she goes to this small town looking for a little bit of peace and quiet. She makes a new friend in Ashley Midden, who is a neighbor um, that she meets um, in town. And she has a big uh, black dog that's about 140 pounds. His name is Rowdy, and he sleeps all the time and hardly is ever awake except when there's food around. <laughs> so um, she doesn't find things to be quite as peaceful or quiet as she expects them to be in this little town where she moves. But um, she makes the best of it, and she meets somebody and and makes a lot of new friends and that's what the stories are about all right and then the setting the abbott house the abbott house is a victorian home that belonged to an older woman who moved out because um her, actually her nephew robbed her and that was part of the um the plot in the first book and she left oh, and the house that yeah. was vacant and so um she uh, and she doesn't live there anymore, although she's coming back. This woman is coming back. She misses her home and she misses her town and she's going to come back. And so the house is currently empty and mm -hmm. it's a beautiful home and um, could could possibly. And I don't know if I should give this way or not. I'm I'm on the I'm on. These books do not have a paranormal bend to them. OK, just say if anybody is interested, these are traditional mysteries and they are not paranormals. So it just, I'll, I'll say that much about it. Okay, okay, let's <laughs> leave it at that, right? I will leave it at that, yeah. So. Okay, how about the biggest challenge in writing either this book or all of them? Were there any challenges or did you just, was it easy for you? Well, some of them have been easier than others. Um, the one that I will say, the one I'm writing right now, I decided I didn't like who done it. And so I, I had to start over again and change who the villain was going to be <laughs> because I, I was working along and all of a sudden realized I didn't like how it was going. Um, I think mysteries often represent a, a particular challenge because you don't want to give away what the mystery is or who done it or how it happened too early in the tale yet you need to drop enough hints that it doesn't just sit, go at the end, oh, by the way, this happened and this is how it happened. So I think I think there's a little bit of a challenge to writing them in order to make it, in order to make everything come together in the end in a believable way. You don't give away too much in the beginning and yet you don't surprise everybody with everything at the end. Um, and so there's a little bit of a, there, there is something to doing that, to making sure you drop hints here and there, but not mm -hmm. too many hints. Um, 
and uh, hopefully I've accomplished that in most of them. So, What prompted your interest in mysteries and how long ago? <laughs> well, I, um, let's see. I've always liked mysteries. I've enjoyed, I now I enjoy writing, um, reading and um, reading mysteries and thrillers. Um, and I, so I've always liked them and I particularly like mysteries where I'll be going along and all of a sudden go, wow, I did not expect that, you know, right. where twist or, um, or something like that. Um, I, I like, I like to write stories that are, um, let's see, relatively gentle. I love thrillers and I like stories where things are kind of scary, but for whatever reason, I usually anything bad is happening off screen in my books. They're not, there's not usually anything too terrible. We have no serial killers or anything like that. Um, but I do, I do like mysteries. I've, I've read them for a long time. I've read all the Agatha Christie books and I've, I'm currently reading another mystery series that actually is a paranormal series um, and enjoying that quite a lot. Um, I might try that someday. I haven't figured out how, what I quite want to do. What is gratifying about writing mysteries? Um, I think it's gratifying when one is able to finish something anyway, finish actually getting to the end and being able to write the end at the end is, is always very gratifying. Um, I like a story that people can relate to and that might remind them of something in their own lives. Um, yeah. And, and I like, I like stories where things come out okay in the end. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I like mysteries. Most of the time, the bad guy gets caught and, you know, um, you don't have to worry about something bad happening after you close the book. Because usually <laughs> it's all taken care of. We'll be able to sleep for months. <laughs> I know. I, I fell asleep. I closed the book and saw the end and I closed the book and then something bad happened. And I didn't read. But I, I do like, I do like, stories that I like stories that end I don't care for books that have um sort of cliffhangers at the end that you have to then go back and figure out sort of figure. What I don't care for that right. that's part of what I like about mysteries um I don't know does that answer your question yeah I think Close so enough? okay All what right. do you feel you did right in writing this whole series and this last book and your future books something that no one else could have done it like you oh my that is a <laughs> tough question i no one else could have done it like me yeah um <laughs> oh, i don't know i know people uh, people who have read my books who like animals always like them because there's this dog in the book that always has a has a role um okay. i think i think my I think my protagonist, the woman, the heroine, is a very likable character. And I think I did a good job with her. I think I made her um, careful and um, yet wanting what's right. Um, I think I, I made her, she was very much in love with her lost husband. 
um, did not expect to meet anybody new, was unhappy where she was living and decided to take it, you know, take a step and actually move forward doing something different. She's sort of non-traditional in that she is doing all the repairs on her home herself. She bought a small house, a very small house, and but she's doing drywall and she's painting and she's doing all these things. So that that I I like I like that. I like a woman who is strong and who does those things. And I did accomplish yeah. that in these books. Yeah. So, yeah. What would you have done differently? Oh, oh gosh, what would I have done differently? Um, boy, I, I don't know if I would have done anything differently. These, I, hmm, I'm stumped. I can't think what I would have done differently. I kind of like them, I guess. I like how they are. They are, they are fairly quick reads. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I, I know some people don't pick up a book unless they think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be two inches thick my books are not um but I th also think they appeal to people who are busy and people who have not a lot of reading time they can sit mm -hmm. down and finish it in just hours um oh no I I can't think of anything that is really good <laughs> how about what have you learned about yourself from writing this book any surprises I, along I the am, way? <laughs> along the way in your I, writing journey? I am, um I am a super perfectionist and I have discovered this actually brought out some things about me that I I sort of discovered, which is are things like I am very bothered by um things in the timeline that don't make sense. Like I'll be right reading long ago wait a minute here she was standing by the window and now she's standing by the door or okay. um things like that i i, right. I am a sort of a nitpicker about my own writing maybe is a good way to say it a nitpicker I, about I your own writing <laughs> a nitpicker about my own writing and i i I didn't feel that maybe because these books are a little more complicated. I didn't have as much difficulty with that when I was writing my young people's books, but these, I want, I want them to fit together just right. So. Oh, wow. Okay. What is the major takeaway from this one or from the entire series? There must be a common thread. There, there is a thread. I think the thread is um, probably expect, expect the unexpected um <laughs> if you this woman moved to a small town looking for peace and quiet and had an idea in her head about you know finding sort of a new a new direction and a new life and it didn't really turn out that way and she is surprised by some of the things that she discovers i think she discovers that life in a small town is I mean, people are people, no matter what the setting. Right. And so living down doesn't necessarily mean people aren't going to, you know, do things they're not supposed to do or bad things aren't supposed to happen and et cetera. So I, I'd say that's a good takeaway. Yeah, I would say so. Would you do it all over again? Your writing career. When did you start writing? Oh, overall? I published my, 
Yeah, I, I've been writing my whole life. I used Your to entire say, life. Okay. My whole life. When I was, when I was, I had to, you know, when I was raising my daughter and so on, I didn't have a lot of time to do all that. But when I was, I remember being in high school, I have a very dear friend who is still a very dear friend. And um, I used to write and she used to draw pictures to, so, mm-hmm. to illustrate my books. And I ran across one of those manuscripts. It is so cute. Um, it was a horse book. I'm a big horse lover. Mm-hmm. And it was a horse book that she had drawn pictures in and everything. I made a copy of it and sent it to her. And we got a big laugh out of it. <laughs> I published my first book in, I think it was 2004. And it was a, it was one of my young people's chapter books. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I've really been writing ever since. I release a, usually a book, of, about a book a year, sometimes two. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do a young person's book and then I'll do one of my mysteries. Okay, do you have a preference? What do you like more? Or are they on par, equal, or? I would say they're sort of on par. I love writing both of them. I love writing books about sort of fantasy creatures and so on. Um, But I also like these more down-to-earth mysteries. So (laughs) I, I guess I like doing both. And I, and I like one of the things I really enjoy about the kind of writing that I do is I write, and maybe that's the good thing about being an indie author. I write what I feel like writing. Mm-hmm. And if I get up in the morning and I, well, and for example, my work in progress that I just started over, um, if I don't really like how it's going, I just either set it aside, start it over, do whatever. I'm in the middle of five or six different projects and mm-hmm. one of them is a um sort of a dystopian techno thriller which is completely different from anything else i've written but i don't really care i that's because <laughs> i like to i like to do that and i want i'm enjoying writing it and so that's what i do so i i think that's i think that's that's a good thing so so any regret that you picked uh the indie route or why did you pick the indie route well, I started not picking the indie route. I wrote so much, right? I did. I just <laughs> my first book that I wrote, I sent out and I sent out and I sent out. Oh yeah. I, you know, <laughs> asked for asked for feedback and I got some very polite rejections. <laughs> but <laughs> what I figured out was it but it was a lot of tracking and spreadsheets and following and a lot of the publishers were being um uh, bought out by other publishers and yeah. I, get a, I would get a card from someone saying thank you for submitting your manuscript it doesn't really fit our line and mm-hmm. I think and something to them I don't even remember this particular publisher right. because the publisher I sent to was acquired and uh-huh. I decided I had time to either do all that or I had time to write and I prefer to write right so I decided indie was the way I wanted to go so Absolutely. And it's worked for me. It has for most of us. So what is the most interesting or bizarre thing that has ever happened to you during an in-person author's event? Oh, interesting or bizarre. Or unique, something that you'll never forget. I, well, I had, 
MSU's mascot come up to me and buy one of my books when I was <laughs> Sparty came up to me and bought one of my books at one of my book That's events. Cool. That surprised me. I like yeah, that. I was, cool. I, was, uh-huh. I was at a I was at an event at Michigan State and here uh-huh. came Sparty and <laughs> bought one of my books. So Spot that was interesting. It's probably one of the most bizarre things. Oh okay. I don't know if he entered a review or not. I'll, I didn't recognize it if he did. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so what are your plans? Um, My next, my plans for coming up. Well, I want to finish my new mystery. Um, I have got, as I said, I've got this dystopian book that started that I need to finish. Mm-hmm. I have a mermaid book that's about 80% finished that oh, I want wow. to finish. Um, I've got a lot of works in progress and I've been considering um, starting a new mystery series that would be set in a a stable, a horse stable. And so that we'd be mysteries surrounding this particular stable and the people who come in and out of the stable. I talked to somebody about it and they were like, yeah, it was a horse friend, of course, all into <laughs> horses. Um, and said, oh, wow, do that. I think people would love that. So those so. those are the things that might be coming up the pike. I think so. Yeah. How many total have you written? Total your total books? Oh, you How many? Know, I know people ask me this because I'm I am part of an, a Facebook group called Sleuthing Women, mm-hmm. and it's it's a group of women authors who write. Some of them are indie authors, some of them are not, but they write mysteries. Okay, and I've written a couple of stories and anthologies that have been released on Kindle only, but I think I think all told I probably got about <clears throat> pardon me, 16 or 17 books out there, all told. Mm-hmm. Um including those and other books that I've had short stories in. I just like to write. I'll I'll write anything. You give me a topic and I'll try to write about it. I I like to. So so you have several different yeah. projects going on at once. You mentioned that you're working on different projects. I do. Okay. Would you recommend that to I other do. authors? I, I, um, I think the most important thing about being an author or being a writer, whether you want to ever publish anything or not, is to actually write. Mm-hmm. And so... If you don't write because what you're writing isn't doing it for you at that particular moment, um, and so you don't follow up on it, I think that's too bad because then you're not writing. And if you like mm-hmm. to write and you're just stuck, my mm-hmm. suggestion would be set it aside and start something different. I mean, that's what I do. Now, maybe other people wouldn't like that, but I, I've got to really be engaged in what I'm writing. And if it's not, if it's not catching my interest and I don't think as I'm writing it I don't think I'd want to if I think while I'm writing it I would not want to read this then I don't want to write it either I want to set it aside and go back and fix it maybe I can't figure out how to fix it right at that exact moment but I might be able to figure out how to fix it later and so then I start something different and then go back to it sometimes it's just a short story I just wrote a short story a little while ago that I um, I wrote because I was kind of stuck on my mystery and I thought, you know, I'm just going to write, I've got this short story in my head. I'm just going to write that. Um, but it's because I really, I, I really enjoy writing and I, 
I don't want to be like, well, I don't want to write that because I don't like it. Oh, <laughs> okay. When I'm writing, I just want to write something different. So I don't know. I, I, it'd be, that's an interesting question to ask other authors. What do they do if they get just stuck on something? Yeah. Starting over. I do. That's what I do. Yeah. Sort of something different. So I have a bunch of different projects going at the same time. Okay. So do you write every day? Every no. day? No. Oh, I, no. Do oh, I no, was totally I expecting a yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I now do not. Now you surprise me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a binge writer. Um, oh, I, wow. I tend, I tend to get off track maybe right around Thanksgiving. I probably won't write maybe until I just sort of started up again about a month ago, started working on my mystery again. I have a, a gazebo out in my yard mm -hmm. and I love to write out there. And sometimes I think I'm just waiting for it to be spring oh. and snowy so I can go sit in my gazebo with my laptop and work. And I, I do work really, I really like to work out there and I think I work well out there. Um, and so I, and so maybe my binges come about when the weather warms up a little so I can go sit in my gazebo. <laughs> All right. I'm quite the opposite. <laughs> I'm a winter writer. I like just being outside. <laughs> All right. Would you like to read to us? Yeah, well, I, I would like to. So I will read from Ghost on Beale Street and, and we're going to pick up um, our our heroine, Marianne, is driving home and she looks over at the Abbott house that I explained earlier, the big Victorian home, and she sees what she thinks she sees someone moving around. I pulled the car into my driveway and leaped out, sprinting for the porch and fumbling for my keys. Adele, my nomadic tortoiseshell cat, chose that moment to wrap herself around my ankles and I nearly fell over her. Adele, I scolded. I'm on a mission here. Don't trip me. Where is your brother? Adele shot me the sort of look only a cat can summon, giving me to understand in one stony glance that the lazy lump of a dog asleep by the door was not her responsibility. My mission had best not be interrupting her dinner, and Rowdy was decidedly not her brother. I dodged around her and gave Rowdy a gentle nudge with my toe while I grabbed his leash. My dog was out like a light, sprawled across the carpet like a huge black bear deep in dreamland. He looked mightily offended at the rude awakening. I snapped on his leash and gave his collar a tug. Come on, Rowdy, time to wake up. You need to be a guard dog. Rowdy, please, we need to go check the Abbott place. Rowdy didn't move. We can go by Leonard's after and I'll get you a burger, I added. And at that, the lazy lump finally lifted his head and lumbered to his feet. I hurried him along the sidewalk, and he, no doubt thinking we were heading immediately to get his hamburger, broke into a trot, panting along next to me as I jogged up the block. Soon we had reached the Abbott house, and I slowed to a walk, listening hard. Reaching into my pocket, I pulled out my cell phone and started the flashlight, but not before noticing I'd had a call and a text message from Brad. Sorry, I breathed silently in Brad's direction. Then I shined the light into the bushes. Most of the leaves were still on the branches, though they sh rustled dryly in the slight wind, sounding like the Vegas whispering, and I'll confess, I felt a small shiver run up my back. 
I tried to put ghostly ponderings out of my head. A scarier thought was that a burglar or someone else bent on mischief was, mischief was ready to leap out at me. A quick review of the adventures I'd had since arriving in Burtonville, that's the small town where she lives, flitted okay. through my mind. Being assaulted in my home, confronting an arsonist, finding the museum director knocked on the head, and being locked in a silo. Living in quiet, sleepy Burtonville hadn't always been quiet or sleepy for me. And why has not life not always been quiet or sleepy for you in Burtonville? My brain asked nastily. Because you tear out of the house to investigate things like shadows at neighbors' houses. You are a slow learner. I stopped in the middle of the sidewalk, pulling Rowdy up close to me. What mischief was going to descend on me now? Why had I been so crazy as to come investigating? My fingers tightened on my cell phone. Should I call someone for help? Or was I overreacting and sticking my nose where it didn't belong? Pay attention, my brain hollered, and I forced myself into the present, to the bushes in front of the Abbott house, trembling and crackling in the wind. Or was it the wind? Bending, I moved the beam from my cell phone along the bottom of the shrubs, watching for anything that moved. Then Rowdy let out a growl and a throaty woof. I started and stepped backward, lost my balance, and sat down on my behind in the muddy street, just as my light found a figure creeping along the fence in the Abbott yard. Oh, there, we there we go. All right. Speaking, of, speaking of cliffhangers. Yes. <laughs> okay. Can you give us the details of your book giveaway? Yes, I will be um, very delighted to give the first person who sends me an email. Um, I will send a copy, a hard copy of my book uh, or, or a Kindle copy as whichever you should say, which you would prefer. Mm -hmm. um, my email address is ljhwrites, like writing rights ljh my initials ljh rights at gmail.com can you repeat it one more time sure ljh rights at gmail.com okay good all right and now parting shots from each one of us you first Lori. you're my guest what would you like to leave our listeners with? <laughs> well, <laughs> so I, let's not I, leave out with the cliffhangers. <laughs> or maybe. <laughs> I, will, I will leave my listeners with a, I love you all. I love the, to see people and hear from people who have read my books. It's just the biggest delight for me to hear about um, to hear about what you've read and what you've enjoyed about my books. And I invite you to um, visit my Facebook page. I have author Lorraine Hudson, my Facebook page, or email me and tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. I have broad shoulders. I like to hear it all. <laughs> okay. And my parting shots are write indie, buy indie, and read indie and your local newspapers. Keep your fingers on the keyboard and your butt in the chair. Happy Easter. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>